The rain in Spain falls mainly on the plains. Right. Okay. Hello, podcast for June 3rd. My name is David Riley. Fanservice.org. Frontbeat.com. DaveAndJoel.com, the website we hope you have used to access this podcast. If you would be a super cool dude and send an email to Dave at fan-service.org, I would be all like, sweet, thanks for the email, dude. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast, feel free to register for our forums. They are a fun place where you can talk to us. Yeah, we're talking about fun stuff like uh, Fearless. The new Jet Li Kung Fu movie starring karate. <laughs> there is actually a samurai in it, according to Jerry. Oh, spoilers, lol. <laughs> also, the Advent Children movie, which now we're talking about the Perry Bible Fellowship in. <laughs> <laughs> but when they show that comic of the banana, oh, I love that comic. Dude, Truancy Bot is the jam. I just love how he backhands them all. Suck a dick, Truancy Bot. <laughs> Brilliant! Oh, that was awesome. We'll never be able to lock a forum ever. If any precedent. Yeah, whatever. Not without being total hypocrites. We did get one bit of fan mail about two weeks ago. And I've been meaning to talk about it for about two, two weeks. weeks. But uh, that hasn't really worked out. <clears throat> so here we've got a letter from Elaine Mendez. Longtime fan, I guess. Longtime fan of this podcast. We hope. <laughs> he tells us the Desert Punk Truth in Advertising bit was pure comedy gold. And I say thank you. We always aim to uh, to fill your heart with the love. You can just is- go with please. You can just say aim to please. We'll never do a cliche, ever. I couldn't remember the word, please. <laughs> but he says, you, you and Joel's taste in anime is very different than mine, but I still love to listen to the show. You guys crack me up. Plus, even when you're hating on a show that I like, I'm still very entertained, which is sort of our intent in the first place. Yeah. Unless you like Dear S. Yeah, in which case... I'm sorry. Instead of being entertained, I wish you would kill yourself. (laughs) Violently and graphically. And speaking of Dear S, did you see the thread Mosesh posted on the forum of all the quotes of people saying, oh, I really like Dear S. It's so funny. I hope they don't cut out the teacher. She's She's, the funniest part. Yeah, she's the funniest part. There's nothing funny about her. Unless you mean incredibly disturbing. Yeah. Listen, she teaches class in a lingerie and makes the students read pornography for homework. Forget it. Not funny. Yeah. Uh, but then he goes on to say, if nothing else, you tend to dislike shows for legitimate reasons, not just the standard, I hate it because it's popular, or I hate it because it's cool to hate it, that's so common on the internet. Yes, it is, but Joel and I have transcended to a higher plane, where we only hate things that are bad. <laughs> yeah. Or more specifically, maybe not good. <laughs> I think uh, me and Dave gave up on being cool so long ago, we don't even try anymore. Yeah, I don't really get this internet cool kind of thing. Most of, from what I can understand... God, I'm so awesome because I hate Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> from what I... Do people really do that? Oh, yeah. Point me their direction. There's a Actually, stupid, on, pointless uh, internet argument I'm willing to have. Alpha Shades Forum 
they were having some big discussion on Cowboy Bebop versus Outlaw Star. When everybody knows that Outlaw Star is just like the bootleg version of Cowboy Bebop. How is Outlaw Star even the bootleg version of Cowboy Bebop? Because they both take place in space and they both have guns. <laughs> if anything, Outlaw Star is more of a bootleg trigun. Uh-huh. But anyway. Whatever. Outlaw Star was fun. Grappler Correct, sh- insane. Ships. Yeah, the ship thing was retarded, though. I did like <laughs> the one guy had those like robot dogs who, instead of having faces, just had guns. Yes, that was awesome. I would totally have a dog like that. But <laughs> Every time it needs to get fed, you lose another finger. <laughs> that's why I have Jerry feed it. <laughs> oh, look, Sparky's hungry. The only hungry. problem is he might try and eat it himself. <laughs> no, Jerry, it's made of metal. <laughs> that wouldn't stop him. But yes, if you say Cowboy Bebop is not as good as Outlaw Star, you are stupid. You are real stupid. And see, the thing is, I guess someone could have that opinion. And maybe it's not my place to judge them if they have that opinion. But I think a lot of people who say that just hate on Outlaw Star because it's more... Or hate on Cowboy Bebop because it's more popular. And that's why they're saying Outlaw Star was better. Yeah, I don't know. I would be willing to say that I don't know, Outlaw Star was objectively worse than Cowboy Bebop. Not making it a bad show, but just Cowboy Bebop is better. Also, Outlaw Star really didn't have much of an ending. And that's one of the things that pissed me off about that show. It was like the last two episodes are like, oh, we're in the alternate dimension. Yeah, and he like Maybe. headbutts the king of the pirates or something. <laughs> and then they finally find the, the galactic ley line. And when it wasn't, like, an, a little oasis with the palm tree and, like, the treasure chest filled with gold coins with, like, a saber sticking out of it. Well, I was so disappointed. I don't understand if it's, like, the galactic ley line. Should it extend, like, infinitely in every direction in space? Like, how come when they found it, <coughs> they found it at the exact same point? Like, that would be the galactic ley point. Whatever. Atlas Star was alright. Cowboy Bebop was better. Absolutely. I'm sorry. But thanks for your email, Elaine. And uh, we hope to continue amusing the very core of your being (laughs) for weeks to come. Even though our tastes may differ in anime, our ability to punctuate and capitalize correctly on the internet do not. (laughs) And that is something I will always respect. It's true. Okay, so uh, we're going to avoid the video game segment today, though... uh, I did pick up that game, Steampod Chronicles, that has gotten, like, no press. Dude, that game uh, was pretty hot. It's kind of fun. You have, like, a little robot, and you can alter its parts. It's basically, like, Dark Cloud 2 with a way more minigames. Really? Which, Dark Cloud 2 already kind of had too many minigames. <laughs> have, have you found out if the, uh, the ro- one of the modifications you can make to the robot improves handling? I just remember that's a common complaint. Uh, you mean the controls? Yeah. The controls are awful. Oh, like, if you've played Katamari Damacy, it's basically the same controls, but less refined. And the controls were kind of the failing of Katamari Damacy. Because <laughs> they're really awkward. Like, I understand that the two analog sticks sounds like a fun idea, but it's not. Especially when you have to use the directional pad to change targets. You have to use all four shoulder buttons in every fight, some at the same time. In the robot game? Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Like, the two, two shoulder buttons are for the weapon, one's for boost. Once for jump. So if you want to boost, you have to hold forward both analog sticks, then hit boost, and then you have to somehow wrap one of your fingers around the front shoulder buttons, too, to attack. It sounds like they haven't really figured out a better control scheme since, uh, what's that game? Armored, Armored Core. Core. Yeah, Well, dude. Armored Core, I think Armored Core, the new ones, actually do have a good control scheme, but the ones for, for the PlayStation and then the first couple for the PlayStation 2, 
Oh my! If your enemy jumped, you were basically boned. Well, because you'd like trying to be like tracking by pulling up the camera. boxes with the the shoulder shoulder buttons. Yeah, it's like PlayStation Two came out with an analog stick, (laughs) and you guys couldn't figure out how to use it. I don't think it matters. You need lock on. They really should have just designed that game around uh, the virtual on model. Well, see, virtual that, on has like the same. Well, virtual on also uses the two sticks, but well, yeah, but it everything has the lock you on need function. is readily accessible in virtual on. God, I mean, there's only good. God. When when we pulled out the Dreamcast the other night, I was like, damn, we should have put virtual on. We totally should have. It's all about Viper two. I love that guy. Takes damage like a biatch. You also like That's super right. cameo. So fast. Yeah. I always like fast guys that take lots of damage. He was more powerful though too, wasn't he? Or just, no. Yeah, well he wasn't that strong. Wasn't his Close dagger attack was better? One of his dagger like his uh, his uh one of them stunned. His guys. right fire was a was a dagger with and regular. Also a farmed B. A farmed? He had the super fast machine god that ripped away your virtual armor and you went in for the close combat. But I never used the close combat. It seemed so cheap. He did like 75% of your health. Getting close enough to someone to do uh, close combat in virtual arms. You basically beat. earned it. It was basically like an accident. I remember when I figured out the special moves in that game. All I did was play as um, oh, which the guy with the missiles. What's his name? Oh, I can't believe I can't remember this. Dodonga. It's not no, Dodonga. That's, that's the Triceratops from Legend of Zelda. He <laughs> anyway, dislikes smoke. The de- <laughs> it's true. You fed him bombs. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Because he would like... He would like lay down on the ground and then a giant missile would shoot out of yeah. his back. Which didn't really make a whole lot of sense because he was laying on the ground. So you'd think there wouldn't be space for a missile to come out. You, the missile was also about 15 times as big as he was. And when it, like, for being such a huge explosion, it sure didn't hit that often. I remember being so disappointed the first time I shot that in an enemy. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoop. Whatever. Wow. If you can dig out the Dreamcast and Virtual and buy it. For Hold real. off on Steam Buy Chronicles. It seems like usually when I say like games on this podcast, two weeks later I realize I really did not like them. Oh, I mean like with Dragon Quest? And uh, Oblivion. You totally liked Oblivion. How many hours have you played Oblivion? Uh, I haven't picked it up in a while. No, but I mean before you stop playing I don't know. Ten? Maybe? Only ten? You seem like you've done a lot. I don't know. I guess I'm just very efficient. Whatever. I started disliking the game because it's the same quest over and over again. Kill this guy. Get some gold. Kill the next guy. Get some gold. The only good ones were the Assassin's Guild quests, because if you did it in special ways, like you dropped a moose head on some guy yeah. while he's sitting in his chair, I've been you'd, reading, get a, uh, you'd get a magical item. I've been reading uh, Oblivion Dino, so I know all about this stuff. <laughs> yeah, but eventually those just turned into, kill this guy, get some gold. And I was like, 500 gold is nothing. Yeah. The guy's armor is worth 10 times that amount. So I, I'm going to, whatever, the next time I pick it up, I'm going to beat the Mage's Guild and then beat the real quests. Just so I can finish Oblivion Dino. Because I'm running out of backlog of images. Yeah. Anyway, I guess we did talk about video games. Cool. Next yeah. week, look out for Half-Life 2 Aftermath. Nice. Is it going to be a disappointment like the Sin episode was? I hope not. Because Valve is actually a respectable company. I don't see how it could be a disappointment if they basically like... Just make it like yeah. Half-Life. Have they ever made a bad... Like, mod like this. Like, Opposing Force was good. Blue Shift was good. I mean, Blue, well, Shift, Blue was Shift was short. all right. But it was good. Opposing I mean, Force was pretty awesome. But, I mean, compared to other crappy things, Blue Shift was the jam. Well, Blue Shift was pretty awesome because it came with the high-res pack. Good stuff. Look out for that next week because the game, I think, is only five or six hours long. So, I'll probably beat it by then and Joel can play an hour or two next week. <laughs> Sweet! And then you can go off all half-cocked. Tonight, we are talking about respectable female characters in anime. 
It's going to be a short list. You know, Dave, I thought the same thing. I was like, it's going to be impossible to find respectable women in anime. And I, I did a little research, and I came up with a couple great examples. And I think I was surprised. Well, lay them on me, Joe. Yeah, you know, well, this was shocking. You know, like the entire cast of uh, Gundam Wing. Joe, those are guys. Wait, are you, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Oh! Wow, that show sucked. <laughs> yes, it did. So, uh, Joel, why don't you start it off and lay one on us? Um, the chick from Gasaraki. Are you talking about the green-haired chick? Yeah, the one he, who Miharu? is... Miharu? Yeah, Miharu. Yeah, she's alright. She's not brain-dead. Not even a little bit. She can take care of herself in a fight. She owns the main guy quite a few times. Mm -hmm. And I think she really... She rescues him later in the season, too. Like, it goes from... Because after they, like, move that out of the robots and into the demon robots, and then yeah. she's, like, sort of becoming his buddy, and they're fighting those guild guys or whatever. God. I never finished that show. Oh, dude, that's another one. I've got the... I still have to watch the last two DVDs. Oh, we yeah. should do that. That's that's definitely a good reason to review Gossip Rocky. We should definitely Just do that. Just close it off. Because yeah. we watched the sixth DVD at Jerry's Place, like... Three years ago. To, I definitely will have to go back and like rewatch most of it before mm. we do that. Get your uh, pen and paper out, yeah. take some notes. Wait, what do you say? Who's who? I don't get it. You have like this really complex diagram of like the Gasaraki control. <laughs> like, it's kind of like an FBI investigation. All right, now we know Miharu's over here, but we don't know who this guy is. We've seen a picture of her with him, but then what's this dude what's down here doing? What's blind samurai guy got to do with any of this? You just start re referring to the people in that show by their descriptors. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's shady older brother. And like, <laughs> this is hippie older brother. Yes. <laughs> this is older brother not responsible for death of father. Maybe. We don't really know. It could go either way. I got first on my list, Dune and Newt from Appleseed. Now, Appleseed itself, not that great. But Dunan's all right. She's the main character. She's got some crazy kung fu moves. As far as I know, I never read the manga, but apparently that's supposed to be pretty good, as opposed to the OVA, which was trash, and the movie, which was kind of trashy, but not awful. Yeah, I definitely see that. She's another capable person who doesn't... F around? Yeah, or doesn't have to flaunt her boobies. Basically, if you can think of a character in a show that would not be accompanied by a warbling trumpet whenever she walks <laughs> on the screen, that's what we're going for. So, uh, you got another, Joel? Um, in the vein of Dune and Newt. Yeah, Iria. Yeah. Actually, I really liked Iria. Uh, not so much the live-action movies, but... Dave, they were a compelling addition to the series. <laughs> it was supplemental material. <laughs> you know, it really fleshed out the universe when some, like, Chinese actor... <laughs> I feel like the, the live-action versions of anime was, like, the... The backwash of anime going to America. <laughs> they, they got, like, the crappy stuff coming. I guess you could call it, like, it's more of a reflection. Thank God we walk, got to watch Kashern. <laughs> oh well, God. I didn't. But <laughs> oh, Lord. I've heard the stories. Oh, my God. I I seriously, I can't tell you what that movie was about. And I watched all, like, 4,000 hours of it. At least that's how long it seemed. <laughs> they should advertise Kashern as the first movie to escape the bond of space and time. Traps you in a time war. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, why Raps is the room? cocoon of... <laughs> Everything's getting fuzzy. I don't get it. I was going to go with second choice. Chris Christopher from Battle Athletes Victory. Sort of an odd choice. There's all that, like, 
weird, is she a lesbian crap going on where they're trying to be like, oh, best friends forever. And I guess that's the intent. People and let me tell you about my best friend. Exactly. And I think really it's the fans who have twisted it into this lesbian thing or whatever. But I like that you can have a show that's basically all girls. And aside from the incredible racism president. <laughs> Oh, they're God. pretty solid characters. Like as long as you don't pay attention to the Chinese girl <laughs> or the African girl. I'm the African girl. Who's less girl and more monkey? Oh or man, savanna creature. <laughs> but Chris uh, Christopher's all right. I can't believe we're talking about battle athletes. Victory was a good show. The, I, I've been resisting it forever. <laughs> it smacks too much of harem. But the I, original I no, I chance. mean there's. I know there's, there's no, no dudes, yeah. and there's no sex or love or anything. It's all straight competition between them and like Mars or whatever. Well, no, they uh, they all have to compete, and then they go to the space competition to become the. It's like whatever Miss USA, <laughs> and uh, but then there's the crazy twist at the end. Seriously, last four episodes, I was like, "What? <laughs> I've made an alien that's a car. It's unbeatable." <laughs> that they had to compete against a car. Yeah, <laughs> that hardly seems fair. It's like, oh no, the machines from Machine Planet. <laughs> we can't compete with them. They're steam-powered weightlifter. <laughs> I also like uh, Melanda from that show because she's straight up batshit nuts, and I always like characters like that. But I don't understand why this girl uh, beats the crap out of other girls and still a lot to compete. You think that would be kind of a disqualifier? Yeah, right. The judges are totally into it. it that would have gotten me kicked out of high school. <laughs> Not in this case. Softer times. Dave. Oh, Softer also, times. there's the one girl that's like all nice, but you find out she murdered someone. Well, she put her sister in like a coma because they were playing tennis, and she didn't like losing. <laughs> coma via tennis balls. Yeah. It's a good show, I swear. Maybe I'm not doing it justice. <laughs> in spite of everything I've said this far. Whatever. Melanda's awesome. Got a good character design. All right. My... And she plays table tennis like a champ. Oh, table tennis. Third choice. The Major from Ghost in the Shell. Uh, Makoto Kusanagi. We love you through Kusanagi. all your... No, that's the wrong show. I know, but I can still say it. <laughs> that show is all right. Yeah. We love her... In all her various iterations, despite what the most recent and perhaps also the original did where she's on a yacht and then there's like lesbians, but they're all the same person. You've all seen the image on the internet. I think we've all typed in lesbian goes to the shell to Google at least once. Satiate our burning curiosity. Wait. Wait. Oh, wait. It's still there. They're still lesbotastic. But we can't blame her, because Masamune Shiro is a total perv. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, stay away from that. Well, Weird see, the horses. problem is, and this uh, this also exists with Appleseed, is that Masamune Shiro is like the idea man. He's like, you know, what if there was a future where everybody was a cyborg in some way? And people are like, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. And then he's like... And they're lesbians, and they have sex with each other while removing each other's arms. That's it! Get out! And also horses. Anthropomorphic horses. 
and everybody gets their breast milked. And then someone buys the rights to his idea. And makes it tases a, him and makes a good anime. They put him in a potato sack and throw him off a ship, but he just keeps coming back. His lesbian robot save him. The major, when removed from all the bizarre machinist sexuality of the manga, pretty cool character. Yeah. Knows well, how to kick ass. Totally eschews her femininity. Yes. <laughs> well, I think and even though you see her naked, it's not the same kind of Nudity is. Yeah. I mean, I can understand what... I was like, going to say harem show, but I can't think of a single harem show that actually shows someone naked. Like with the uh, the thermo camouflage junk. I don't really see the reason that that's skin tight, but I'm willing to let it go because yeah. it's not like they uh, have a shot of just her boobs or something. You can suspend your disbelief. Yeah. Because then she also uses that to like break some dude's arm later on in the movie. <laughs> So hot. And then in the second movie, you don't see her really naked at all. You're just totally bewildered by what they're talking about. Yeah. It's like, wait, why is there that giant foot there? Because I'm of going, Descartes, bitch! I'm going, I'm going back to sleep. No, I really like that in that movie. There was definitely a lot of talking in it, though. Uh, Exposition testing. <laughs> and also, Bato had a giant machine coming shot up yes! to the eyes. Uh, oh, that was I spontaneously sweet. started crying in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> this is the best thing I've ever seen. Go, Bato. So I'm going to go with uh, Kay and Yuri from The Dirty Pair. Don't let the name fool you. Many people do. They're two smart chicks who never, ever get naked. Or really... They never capture a bad guy. Well, no, they often do. They always get the job done. They just... Blow everything up in the process. But they're role models. I would, like, take my daughter, and I'd be like, you want to be like these people, except you shouldn't wear weird, shiny latex, gold, or silver jumpsuits with no real coverage of any of your female bits. It's still cool to be like Kate Yuri, because when everybody else was running around all naked or whatever, and that's the only way you can fight crime, I'm sorry... But if I was going into a high-intensity combat situation, I would probably put some clothes on, if not a bulletproof vest and other accoutrements. Hat. A hat? Pants. The hat. <laughs> the hat was safe. It's like, bulletproof oh, hat. Oh, man. Because I was wearing this trucker hat, that shotgun would have taken my head off. Woo, see the mesh. Help con- <laughs> conduct the pellets around my skull. So whatever. Do you have any more? Uh, let me think. I'm sure we could come up with more. I don't really care. Well, yeah. That's it. No, I was going to say Faith from Cowboy Bebop. That is all. Yeah, she's all right. She uses her sexuality for good purposes. Well, it's also, she's also the, she's very frustrating. She tries to use her, uh, guile to not seduce, but sort of extract money from people. And I I remember, I got pissed off at Faye. And I think that's a good thing, because she's not like... And I wasn't pissed off at her because well, you're not she pissed was off at the flaunting around. Creator. Yeah, I was pissed off at her because I'm like, dang it, those are bad moral decisions, Faye. God, who raised you? Spike oh, and Jet have only ever done you right. Now stop stealing their money and bringing a bounty. <laughs> okay, so the reason we decided to talk about smart and respectable women in anime today is because we're talking about Eon Flux. Which parades as a smart and intelligent woman. This is a girl who can take care of herself. We know it's not anime 
Or also, Peter Chung sucks. <laughs> we can't make that clear enough. Rain Peter, also sucked. Peter Chung sucks. Was Rain the one with Alexander in it? Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, that was so stupid. And the guy can't make a character design to save his life. I haven't seen that uh, Riddick short he did, but ugh. I've seen the box art. I like how every character has 90-foot-long limbs. <laughs> I'm an octopus. We're all descended, by, descended from gorillas. Every last one of us. God bless us. Is that true, though? No, whatever. Actually, no. Uh, oh, they yeah, believe that apes and I... Apes... And you. Apes and I. <laughs> well, just me. Apes and me have a common ancestor, but nobody else. Everybody else, I don't know where you guys came from. But they're, we actually descended from different... Whatever. There were some other species that we all came from. Oh, that's right. Anyway. So they got this girl, and she's rough and tumble. Takes care of herself. And I guess that's supposed to be smart, but it's really not. Well, no, the... The show just tried so hard to be smart. Yeah. And you can just tell it's it, not. It wants to be. Well, my favorite part is that it really thinks it is. And you can tell when shows think they're smart because they don't tell you anything. Because yeah, the people who are smart enough to get it will get it. And oh, don't waste your time with those other people. You're too smart for them, Eon Flux. So... I can't remember... There's... Two countries, maybe, and then there's a guy who's the president of the country, maybe, but he's also a doctor, maybe. <laughs> yeah, he wears a lot of different hats. Most of them used for sodomy. Yeah. Who was sitting at the executive desk when they green-lighted having sex with someone's back? Yeah, I don't get that. You see, nerves are located in specific parts of your body, Dave. Mm -hmm. And I understand that they follow the same channels to places. But that's not, like, it's not like you can access some point in my spine and maybe my brain. Like, maybe you can do that with my brain. I'm not arguing with that. You probably could. But stay out of my brain. That's creepy. Mm -hmm. Mosesh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think you could do it with my spine. I think that would just really, really hurt. Mm -hmm. Especially because like, people slip a disc. They're crippled for, like, months. Yeah, but this chick has... Three vertebrates missing. She can still walk around. In fact, seems to walk around better without the robot. Yeah, I didn't replacement get it. When parts. she was like twisting and stuff was cracking, I was like, "There's nothing there to crack." And yeah. according to that X-ray, they removed your spine too. And if this thing does indeed plug in, there's no spinal cord going to your lower limbs. Yeah. So how did what did they implant a radio receiver at the base of your spine? Like. Hope nobody walks by and gets a cell phone call. Your legs <laughs> freak out. Hey, I don't think she has to worry about that anymore, Joe. No, she does not. Because she doesn't have legs either. Oh, the, snap. The fetishization that this show goes through is just, like, bizarre. Yeah, I just didn't... Way too much. Well, the problem is it just lacks a coherent context. Because it's just this bizarre show with the... interludes of creepy sex. Mm-hmm. It's really just weird for the purpose of being weird. Yeah. And it really irritates me when shows do that. I can't remember specific lines, but if you actually watch this show, there are moments where the the writing is just so terrible, it's funny. It's like if I was a four-year-old child, and I loved Sean Connery, 
and I watched all the James Bond movies, but I was only four years old, and I said, those, those gentlemen in those James Bond movies, they have such witty repartee. The way they turn a phrase is outstanding. And I went and wrote my own James Bond movie. But being four-year-old and not having the access to the advanced faculties of a script writer, I would make something that would be not as good as these earlier John James Bond movies. Take example, the more recent James Bond movies. Where they throw an innuendo like every 20 seconds. I thought Christmas it's, only came once a year. No, my favorite was, it looks like we're going down together. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh Holly Berry, you're still hot. It's but why true. were you in this movie? <laughs> and that's basically what Aeon Flux is. I'm going to commandeer your libido. This is a police action, this is a, No, this is an authorized police action, lover. You're mine. <laughs> And then they totally start making out with nipple rings and leather Electroshock and... Well, here. Along the same lines of your, like, four-year-old James Bond, I'm convinced that Aeon Flux is, in fact, the result of 1,000 monkeys at 1,000 typewriters attempting to write Shakespeare. It was bound to come out somewhere, right? Yeah, it's true, because there's absolutely no cohesion to this entire story. I love how they have those little like, explanations at the beginning... Like, the last episode he watches, Aeon discovers that, uh, what's the dude's name? Do you remember the guy's name? Thurgood? Thurgood? Isn't it Goodfellow? Good. Goodfellow. Isn't yeah. it Goodfellow? Whatever. Something. Whatever. Crappy other main character has discovered a way to make perfect clones of people. And that's the explanation for the episode. But you're still wondering why these two hate each other and why they want to kill each other. It's not that what's going they on. They hate each other, but they love each other. They love sexually. to hate each other. I feel like there's some stupid thing where this is like, oh, good, good child. Yeah, that's the good one. child. That's his name. Good child and Aeon Flux represent like the inhibited and the uninhibited, or the truly uninhibited. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, you know what, this is dumb and I don't care. Because if he had any inhibitions, he would have never made such a crappy show. That's the only thing that's uninhibited about this. Thanks a lot, MTV. Yet again. The only good thing that came out of you was Beavis and Butthead. And really, I only say that because it was a springboard for King of the Hill. Yes. And I really like King of the Hill. <laughs> King of the Hill is awesome. But, come on, man. Who? Even... Whatever the executives of MTV are, I don't know, I guess they all have dreadlocks and ride around on skateboards and go... Yeah, yeah right, they're totally suits. Yeah, this is all market research. They're totally 70 years old. What are the kids like these days? Hula hoops? <laughs> Tambourines are back in vogue. Yeah, I think that's totally right. They, uh, it was just a total marketing scheme. Totally along the same lines as Masamune Shiro. Who lets Peter Chong get away with this crap? Fine idea guy, I guess, because on the surface, I would watch a show that was an ultra-sexy assassin in some sort of dystopian future, and, I don't know, she's fighting against this oppressive government, which, by the way, of... it's never explained why they're oppressive, because it seems like the people live in pretty nice houses. <laughs> it's true. And it's also like, they let go of that total police state nonsense. It's kind of like, like Equilibrium. In that they have cameras and people watching you all over the place. Except they don't really make that connection between... Yeah, it's like know, the people are watching the cameras, but nobody really cares enough to act on it. Yeah. 
And, but the only person watching the cameras is Goodchild. He's the only person I ever see acting on what they see on a camera. He's like, if I don't see it, it doesn't matter. What's the point of all the cameras? If you've got 300 cameras and he watches one, like, for an hour and a day, he hasn't watched them all. And even if he watches one, like, if he, like how long could he watch each camera if he was going to see every one in an hour? And even then, you know, that's like, what, like, less than a second? I think you're digging a bit deep there, <laughs> Whatever. It would be 360. So if someone could maybe take Eon Flux and mold it into something good where this chick actually had some brains and wasn't all crappy, cliched dialogue about like, oh, did you go in her last night? Yeah, I was in you. Yeah, (laughs) your spine. I was inside your spine, but we still had sex. Great. And now there's clones. There's like <laughs> 1,500 clones, and let's have sex with all of them, too. Come on. I could totally make an awesome show at the EM Plug. <laughs> First off, I would fire Peter Chung, and then I would kill it. <laughs> and then I'd get a medal for killing it. And then I'd reject that medal because it was my duty to the human race. <laughs> no thanks necessary. It'd be like the end of Star, Star Wars. Be marching up, and Princess Leia would pin something right on my chest, and I'd be like, "No, no, Princess Leia, let Chewie have two medals. I don't need it." And then we beat up all the Ewoks. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> I mean, totally along the same lines as Masamune Shiro. Who lets this Peter Chung guy get away with this crap? Because Joel, be a big boy for once. <laughs> 